In the unprecedented times of the 2020 pandemic, our country's digital divide became widely exposed and the effects of increasing economic and digital inequalities became more apparent. As the founder and president of a technology firm, Ed Christmas questioned the reason for this, as well as the underrepresentation of blacks in the field of technology and entrepreneurship. On this podcast, Ed Christmas talks with guests about what is their why and the road they are on to bring our society to a place of greater economic and digital equality while sharing the good news of those making a difference. Welcome to The Road to Why, presented through the partnership of Cisco and Sology Solutions, a proud member of the African-American Cisco partner community. Welcome to The Road to Why, where we highlight individuals and organizations that are making a difference and having an impact on our communities. I am your host, Ed Christmas, and I'm proud to have join me today, Mr. Peter Beasley, co-founder, chair of the board, and executive director of Built, Blacks United in Leading Technology. Peter, welcome aboard. Glad to have you on the Ed, show. It's always great to see you, and it's great to be here. Thank you. Thank so, you. Peter, how you been? Uh, life's been good. Awesome. You know, it's just really, awesome. really good. good well, times. it looks like you're doing well. I'm hearing great things on this show. We like to share with our audience all the great organizations and individuals like yourself that are making a difference in kind of helping blacks get into technology, helping them get into entrepreneurship, et cetera, and mainly around these communities that have been forgotten. With that said, I would like to just jump in and talk to you about the organization that you're part of now, co-founder, as I understand it. That's right. Uh, That's right. Board chair. That's uh, right. Built. Uh, tell me a little bit about Built. Yes, and uh, thank you again. Um, just uh, quite honored to be here in this place and time, and just coming behind so many other great people too. So we're just uh, in the fight, so to speak, the struggle with uh, so many other people. But Blacks United and Leading Technology, uh, Built for short. Uh, international. We have 27 chapters mm. uh, internationally too, most in the United States, uh, 14,500 now, uh, just uh, coming up to be three years old. So okay. September will be our, our so birthday. 2020 during the 2020, pandemic. September of 2020. Yeah, Starting wow. in a pandemic. Yes. Got it. So. And, and how do individuals or other organizations get involved into the organization? It's easy. It's very easy. So uh, many people get involved just by participating. So we have great uh, virtual events, in-person events here locally in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, September 28th at American Airlines. Mm. They're one of our sponsors. So we have an on-campus event there at American Airlines headquarters, and it's uh, soaring in tech. That's the topic of that, that event. So you can participate in person. We have virtual events. We have conferences. So that's uh, from a participation mm -hmm. side. And there, of course, there are sponsorships too. Okay. What about um, the vision and, and mission of the organization? Because there's several organizations doing similar things. So I just want to understand your mission and vision. Absolutely. Uh, it's easy uh, to help increase the representation of black people in tech. And uh, I know of at least two other organizations that have almost the exact same words. Mm -hmm. It's a big problem. We need a lot of people in this sector mm -hmm. to help make a difference. But one of the components of our organization and our name that we're so proud of is the U, mm. Blacks United, United in Leading Technology. And so the U is not only uniting us in the Black community together and delivering results, but also across the aisle, so to speak. Okay. And so 
a lot of our uh, allyship and sponsorships comes from uh, larger other nonprofits that are not a black affinity group, mm -hmm. so to speak. And so uh, we're very big on uniting people together to solve this type of a problem. Got it. What do you see the big challenge with it being a three-year organization? What challenges are you faced with? Um, do you remember being three? You know, <laughs> the all those all those things that you know come with young organizations. With, absolutely, you know, and so we started in a pandemic, mm. and so um, I am a co-founder of three. I'm the only one of our co-founders that are still with the organization. Oh wow! None of us even knew each other. So most companies and organizations that you start together with co-founders, you knew each other, mm -hmm. right? You worked together. You went to school together. We all came together and nobody knew each other. So that was pretty hard to do right. um, uh, across geographies and in a pandemic where we had not, we didn't have the opportunity to meet in person. And so, so uh, I somewhat say we survived our founding board and we're uh, uh, retooling our board. We are in board elections for our um, third year. Mm. And uh, it's really that crossing the chasm. If you bootstrapped a company and you're scrappy, you're innovative, you're Luxembourg, creative, because yeah. you got to generate cash, right? right? So that's that's how we grew. We didn't get a philanthropist or a grant. We had to make a difference and sell to consuming public member dues right. is just a small component, but it's mostly sponsorships from corporations. So we had to deliver value. But you can get big. We've gotten big and you don't have that high level recurring revenue. So right. crossing that chasm of bootstrapping to jumping over to institutional funding, recurring right. revenue. That's probably our biggest challenge. That's and that's just uh, the natural growth thing, pattern. that growth pattern, if you bootstrap rather than getting a right. grant right up front or Got something it. like that. So, Can you share with the audience a success story, what you've seen in the little bit of time that the organization's been around? What is what kind of gets you excited as far as success you've seen? Absolutely. And, and you say a little bit of time, and it is only three years, but... God, it seems like it's 30 already. <laughs> exactly. you know, so. And I wouldn't, uh, not dog years. They've been um, <laughs> parakeet years. I don't know what, what to say. Uh, it's been a joy. Yeah. Every minute, you know, I can even think of the hard times. But success stories, uh, there's so many. Uh, one that I can think of, top of mind, uh, Tierra Hearns. Hmm. Um, we have been in partnership with American Airlines for our third year, I think, together. And we filmed a marketing video at, at their campus. They allowed us to use their conference rooms. We, were, we had an event, but we came 45 minutes early to film. We had a production effort. And uh, this one young lady, Tiara, was looking to get into tech. Hadn't happened yet. And I asked, would you film this with us? And uh, shy, she said yes. She did an excellent job. And in three months, she was in tech. Wow. So that was probably helped. I would like to think it helped just right. um, her being part of our story. And she's now been in tech for a year and a half. And so so that's one. Um, our first event as built, Blacks United in Leading Technology. Um, our speaker was Charlie Uakim. He's a white man. Mm -hmm. He's actually uh, he's actually mixed. I think his, his father was Arab, mm -hmm. but he looks white. Mm -hmm. uh, and I remember the start of that Zoom session. And some of the people that came on early before it starts were shocked and disappointed <laughs> and angry <laughs> because it was a white guy. Yeah. 
Oh, it was it was just it was crazy to hear, right. and they hung up mad, and it was one of our best events. Everybody was so thankful to him. He he uh, took his company public on the Australian stock market. market. He said it was difficult to get funding, and a lot of people don't know. We learned so much, and we were so thankful. And that was a highlight too: is just understanding you can find allies everywhere. Uh, he was quite brave. The topic was white privilege is it real and mm. he was our first speaker and then uh on our website there's a 844 number i answer that phone nights mm. and weekends it rings to my cell phone and uh some of the calls that come in are amazing there was a, a young mother in philadelphia she said her son is in the eighth grade getting in trouble all the time because mm. he's taking apart the computers in class and he's getting put into detention. I don't know what to do. How so do we said, use that? How do, how do we? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it's Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> I don't know. And I knew of people um, in that space in Philadelphia because we've had a symposium there. I said, well, I don't call so-and-so. I don't know, you know what happened, but right. just having the opportunity to try to give back and that's help. That's awesome. And he's, even if it just calmed her because right. she was at her wits end. Yeah. You know, that's just, it was a resource, right? And that's uh, awesome for you to be able to do that. And I, you know, the nationwide piece is a challenge as well, like you said. Uh, I read where you said you found that this is your happy place now with what you're doing, because I know you came from having your own software company. I know your background or met you back then. Um, when you say this is a happy place, what is it about the role that kind of excites you? Hmm, you know, even, even the heartache, excites me because I can grow and learn, you yeah. know, at this point in my career even. So there's a personal satisfaction, but it's probably the opportunity to bring together your career in a way to help others. Mm -hmm. Tech was good for me. I made straight A's and UT Austin electrical engineering my first semester, mm -hmm. had eight job offers in my field. When you get out of college, you can't even get a job right. coming out of college. Right. And I had eight job offers in electrical engineering wow. and traveled the world and exploration uh, all, all over the world on a ship in the oil industry. Tech was so good to me. And so, um, but this oddity started happening over my career. You get older, you know? Mm. So I started getting older, you know, I wasn't the youngest, I wasn't the youngest guy in the room <laughs> right. anymore. And then you're moving up and the seats get fewer towards mm -hmm. the top Absolutely. and the music would stop. How come and you look have, around and I, I'm the only one standing. Everyone's like, we're good. Right. I'm, like, I'm not good. <laughs> so I got to get another job. So I was right. getting laid off, right size, downsize, reverse acquisition. I never even heard the term. Mm -hmm. We bought a company right. and they kept that guy. Right. They kept the IT guy there. a part of that? Like, yeah. so... So I've understood the problem from the other side. It mm -hmm. was effortless up until a point. Then I, when I got budget authority, decision-making authority, um, you know, starting a company, trying to get funding, the problem's real, mm -hmm. you know? And so I can see both sides of the coin, so to speak. And so, so I'm very effective, I think, with uh, people across the aisle. Some of our biggest sponsors and partners are other larger nonprofits that are not black affinity groups. Mm -hmm. ISC Squared, the cybersecurity organization, we love them, they love us. Uh, IT, SMF USA, the service management organization, we're strong partners there. So we're building partnerships uh, apart from mm -hmm. uh, some of the traditional black groups. And so we're trying to unite right. that way. Gotcha. So, so who are some of your other parties? I understand your journey and it's a fascinating journey, but you said something that's intriguing. You mentioned that 
you get to a point, and if you do look at the statistics, African Americans in tech are low, but then when you say in leadership roles in tech, they're even lower. Yes. So um, I get all of that and understand why you're at a happy place now because you get to make a difference and maybe change individuals' lives. Um, who are some of your partners? You talked about nonprofits, but uh, what I've seen that helps is having some of these profit companies Absolutely. jump in the private sector, you know, the technology firms, whether it's a Microsoft absolutely. or what have you, take part. Absolutely. Are they your partners? Uh, absolutely. So we call them sponsors more so because they're typically putting money in mm -hmm. wanting something out. They want to hire us. They want to improve their brand, public relations. Mm. Uh, also, it's an opportunity for their black employees to feel like they're helping and giving and that their organizations believe in uh, diversity and equity and inclusion. And so American Airlines is one of our big sponsors. Credera has been a sponsor, Target. Uh, ours have been more middle market. We haven't yet cracked into the Googles and mm -hmm. the, uh, we've done some things for Amazon. We're still um, event driven mm -hmm. and not institutional funding that at the beginning of the year they give us right. 200,000, 100,000. There's an organization and they have vibranium level sponsorships. Mm. I want vibranium. <laughs> I want that. You know, gold, bronze, yeah. they got vibranium. That's above the platinum. platinum. <laughs> it is. It's a vibranium. Pla I, can I just get some gold? Right. You know, right. some bronze, silver. Silvers, yeah. You know, so we're more event driven. We have um, symposiums. We have the North Texas Black Tech Symposium, the Houston Black Tech Symposium, the Atlanta Black Tech Symposium, Philadelphia Black Tech Symposium. So we've done several of those. We have a phenomenal conference coming up in October 3rd through 6th it's with two other organizations, uh, the Women's Society of Cyber Jitsu and ITSMFUSA. It's called Transformation Through Technology 2023, 3T23.com. 3t23.com. <laughs> so it. it's a it's a great event. Our opening keynote speaker is Scott McFarland from CBS News. Mm -hmm. He's a congressional reporter. Our closing keynote presenter is uh, Camille Stewart Gloucester. Gloucester. She just got married. Uh, she's the cybersecurity director for the White House. Okay. We have great keynotes in between. Uh, Sixty six sessions. We're at the Four Seasons and the Marriott, ba uh, Baltimore Harbor. Is there any training and certification Absolutely. that occurs during these times? We do. We have cybersecurity training and certification. We have uh, 16 training classes. Okay. There's three that are offering certifications. Others are along the path of certifications, but there's a certified in cybersecurity training class. I'm actually delivering that. Uh, we have a communication certification class, and there's another one from an organization called Pink. They have a uh, IT service management certification, but the other classes are very uh, impactful for people's career around core skills, soft skills. Um, we have dancing and professional bingo mm -hmm. and some comedy. Uh, <laughs> it's fun. You know, right, you can't right. work all Make the time. Make it light, right? right. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as I mentioned earlier in the show, we talk about the underserved community, uh, the people that have been marginalized due to poverty. Uh, I have a great passion for getting these individuals involved in tech, working through high schools. Do you target any what I call communities as far as different areas that uh, could use this type of training, knowledge of how to get into technology? Because as you know, the digital transformation that's occurring it touches every industry, Absolutely. whether you want to be a nurse or, or, 
or a plumber, you got to understand technology. Uh, and again, that gap that we have today, we call it, you know, the digital equity, not being able to participate in a digital economy. Uh, do you go after these communities to help these individuals? We do it in a different sort of a way. Okay. We do it in the way of trying to create generational wealth. And it typically, for most people, comes through employment. Mm -hmm. uh, if you think about it, most people get a job, they get a career, they earn money, they buy a house and car and things like that. There's probably actually more wealth delivered that way mm -hmm. than getting a, a post on Instagram or TikTok and you went viral mm -hmm. and you yeah. became a millionaire right, right, right. in a week. You know, Those stories do happen, <laughs> but do. most people gut it out and get a job, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, uh, I did the math when we were looking at uh, building this organization because there are great institutions in this space. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Uh, Black Data Processing Associates, National Society of Black Engineers, mm. IT Senior Management Forum. There's tons of organizations, Blacks in Cybersecurity, Blacks in Technology. There's tons of organizations. So here we are, too, coming along mm. in 2019. Uh, well, 2020 is really when I started. And um, that gap, 14% of America is black, but only 6 to 7% is African-American. And leadership okay. ranks is only 1 to 2 to 3%. Right. 3%. 3%. Yep. You can't do it with children. You can't do it with black kids in mm -hmm. college. There aren't enough. Right. Uh, the math, to me, suggested you have to transition truck drivers, bartenders. Reskilling. Reskilling the people that were lied to, pushed out, gave mm -hmm. up on. Mm -hmm. They grew up in a socioeconomic place that they couldn't afford computers or the school right. didn't have computers or they were very talented and the teachers held them back or they couldn't get to college, they had to work. And so they're now still building websites, but they work as a phlebotomist or right. they work in retail. So the bigger opportunity for us is to transition adults. We go after adults um, into their 50s and 60s mm -hmm. and 40s and 30s and 20s that are in other careers to get into tech. And then they earn more and their kids can then go to yeah. better schools and they can buy right. computers and things like that. So it's a non-traditional way to come alongside the great organizations that are helping kids and students and whatnot, because we this piece needs to be included too. Very important for us. Uh, I call it underemployment, where individuals have jobs that they're overqualified. You know, Absolutely. They have a four-year degree. I read a story this morning, a young lady, uh, she was an art teacher and uh, started doing, she got a grant to go to uh, do coding and now she's, you know, mm -hmm. doing coding for Absolutely. a living. So it just shows it can be done, Absolutely. but they have to be exposed to it. So I'm understanding that your organization is going out there and uh, exposing these individuals, adults or what have you, as far as the careers that are out there. Absolutely, and some of it can just come from a networking event. Mm -hmm. They come and see the rest of us are just like everybody else and right. find a story, you know, the imposter syndrome is real and there's people that don't feel they can do it and they're right alongside someone else who is doing it who also doesn't feel like they mm -hmm. can do it. It's like, I don't think I can do it, but I'm doing it every day and they pay me a lot of money and I love it. Really, I could do that too, and you can. So some of it's inspirational. Uh, it's uh, seeing people that look like you, that can help you, us helping each other along, that can hire you, co-found together, that 
you can be your next co-founder. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know started a software company, and I I would have loved to have had some co-founders when I started. It's very hard. You know, you've started a company to to do it on your own. You just so only twenty four hours in a day. Right. And so, so you can meet your co-founders in built. Right. And then, you know, somebody bring each other along and things like that. So many, many mechanisms. Uh, a lot comes from training and certifications and then professional networking. The, the two visit, yeah. uh, the three training certifications and professional networking are the exit surveys that we see, the reasons people join us the most. Awesome. You mentioned something <clears throat> earlier, and I mentioned a company out of California called the Hidden Genius Project, mm-hmm. which focuses on young African-American uh, adults uh, in high school and maybe uh, just out of high school, and they really provide them all the training to get uh, high-paying, I say high-paying, but decent-paying jobs right out of high school uh, where they're not in a position to go to college, et cetera. But there's so many organizations, you mentioned some here. Um, how do we make sure, and just myself, I told you my aspiration is to build tech centers in underserved communities uh, with partnerships like Cisco and Microsoft and Amazon, uh, getting them to kind of uh, buy into the vision to uh, provide these types of curriculums to advance these areas uh, because it helps in workforce development, et cetera. How do we make sure all these organizations are working together and not against each other? Because it can get overcrowded, and I'm very sensitive to it because I know the Hidden Genius Project, they do build tech centers, uh, so I want to do that in partnership with them. Sure. Um, You know, much like any industry, there is the first mover, then the second mover, the third mover, it becomes profitable, then the Me Too's come, mm-hmm. and and a lot of that happens just because uh, in any market, almost no player can consume the entire demand, right. right? And then as you get larger, you become, you know, your own internal enemy. Mm-hmm. Your own bureaucracy can slow you down. You miss opportunities. So that's why startups exist. And so, so there are some natural evolution of having a lot. There is some naturalness there that that's just going to be because the the problem is so big, nobody can come in and solve it. We need a lot of people to help solve these types of problems. So that's, that's a given, but I would love it if more had, you know, the big U and they all had the idea of how can we help each other? The, the, the pie crabs in the barrel of you know, let's make the pie bigger for everyone and you getting something is not less of something for me if we grow the pie. How can we make it a better opportunity for all of us? And so even though there are many organizations that do things differently, either geographically or focus, in fact, there's uh, one group, exact same mission, but it's senior people, senior Mm. black people to increase the representation of senior black people in In tech. And ours is to increase the representation of all mm-hmm. people in tech, but we don't do very well the on same. the senior side. Yeah. So I want to partner it's with them. It's a compliment. It's yeah. a compliment. Yeah. To me, it's a compliment. And I've heard, you know, your names are, your mission statement's too similar. It's wow. like, we're all trying to do the same thing. We <laughs> right. could all call yeah. it the same thing. Can't we, we all get along? <laughs> didn't somebody say that? <laughs> and so, so there is some naturalness there. And so uh, we, I, um, you know, I don't know, you're a good-looking younger man. You know, mm. as we get older... The same age. <laughs> I think we are. I think we've touched this on this. 
that you know you find more years behind you mm -hmm. than ahead of you just right. statistically yep. i'm probably not going to make it to 120 right right so you're you want to make sure you can get in those gates up front you know when right. you knock at the door do the right thing so you're trying to do more give backs and i you know again love and help help i, I love what i do helping others yeah. and i got in this space really thinking i don't only do it for a couple of years i was trying to stand up this organization and giving it to some younger people mm -hmm. to carry it forward i know boards i've been connected i can sell i've been an entrepreneur i mm -hmm. i could get it set up but right. this is not my dna to be an executive director of a nonprofit, never would have expected in my life but you found your why i massively we yeah. just ended up there and it was you know i, I cannot not do this i mean but, I, but I have to do this isn't it amazing how you're on that <laughs> journey on your road to why and you don't know you're on it until it hits you. Oh my gosh. And you fell into the position thinking it was temporary. And now you say, I love doing what I'm doing. Yeah, I was literally to help another guy. Another guy started the local Dallas chapter of the group we were then called Blacks in Technology. Another guy started it. I came to the first meeting. Eh, I know him, I can help. I mm. am black in mm. technology, eh, <laughs> I'll help. Right. And we went from zero people in May of 19 to a thousand in September. Wow. Like we just went to a thousand people in four months, five months, four or five months. And yeah. then by January we were 1900. Wow. And uh, so I was the Mikey yeah. that, you know, there was one in LA, there was one in New York, one in Houston. Why don't we yeah. actually incorporate? And yeah. so I filed the incorporation papers and Good we came. Yeah. And awesome. so, <clears throat> and so uh, that was a big part of, you know, just I found myself there and how could I not you know gotcha. just somebody had to do it I had enough time on my hand so I retired and so I could get myself overly employed absolutely <laughs> so in, in wrapping up we're going to wrap up here shortly but I want you to look at the uh, audience and the camera and sure. just tell them you know what last statements you would like or how they get a hold of you how they contact you sure absolutely absolutely blacks united and leading technology built we have a website, of course, built.org. You could Google us, of course. But get in the game. Get in the game. Try to make a difference in this racial divide, this uh, digital divide, but it's also a generational wealth, uh, employment. It's discriminatory. It's not fair. It's not right. And it's, it's in a lot of areas. It's not just black people. It's Latinx. It's women. It's transgender. Uh, let's just be fair, let's do a better part, and you can do it as an ally, you can do it as a donor, a sponsor, a participator. So don't sit on the sideline. You can find us, you can partner with other organizations too. We're one of the better ones. The, you know, we, we all like what we do, of course, but we wanna work with you and work with others. So uh, our conference, 3T23.com, uh, 3T, 3T23 that's in Baltimore uh, in October of this year. And uh, we'd love for you to join, volunteer, uh, be a part of our organization. Awesome. Hey, Peter, you're doing great things. I'm glad I could get you on the show. Sounds like this organization's moving in a great direction and having an impact. Uh, as far as today, I think that's it. I hope you enjoyed the show, enjoyed hearing what the Built organization is doing. And until next time, be blessed.